Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Thank you guys for joining us here on our social media platforms as you do each and every Tuesday night now that we are back into regular season action. Joining me this evening, we have the one, the only, Jacob Terrell. Jacob, how are you doing? I know you said you weren't feeling too well. Uh, you haven't sounded great. But uh, how are you feeling, and uh, are you up for the challenge of watching United open their season this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm feeling all right. Got a little. Okay. I think it's mostly allergies. Uh, the juniper trees over here have been uh, basically exploding with pollen yes. um, and the wind and stuff. So that typically always gets to me. Um, March and like November ish, uh, typically always allergy issues. So. So we'll struggle through it today. Uh, um, shouldn't be too bad, hopefully. And come Saturday, yeah, I will. Even if I'm curled up in bed and uh, watching it while I blow my nose every five seconds, uh, I am definitely ready. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready as well. As, you know, it, It'll be nice to finally see the black and yellow back on the pitch. Um, Harry, appreciate you being here. Robert, appreciate you as well. Uh, Earl is not with us tonight, as you can see. Earl had a root canal today, so... Um, Earl, Earl gave us some early indications that he might be here, but we insisted that he take the night off because uh, neither of us would be here if that happened. So um, perfectly understandable. We're going to give Earl the night off, let him uh, rest and recuperate to come back later this week with more content for you guys. But I, uh, was, I was tempted to have him come on just so we get drugged up Earl because <laughs> – Sober Earl is entertaining enough. I thought, but then I thought about it. I was like, I don't know. Drug Earl might be, might be a little too over the top. So, so uh, hopefully he's feeling better soon. I'm relatively sure he's asleep or um, still in a drug coma because he texted us that this morning. uh, And then nobody has heard from him since. So hopefully he's doing all right. And uh, we'll be back with us next week for sure. Yeah. We typically, yeah, we do typically hear from him throughout the day, but yeah, just not a word. So we assume he is, yeah, you know, resting. And, and so we'll, uh, we'll get him back. And uh, we do want to go ahead and announce that we will be doing content Saturday night after the game. Uh, since it is in a way match, uh, we will pop on live 30 minutes after the game ends Saturday evening and talk about uh, the breakdown. New thing we're going to do, we're doing this season uh, for the away matches. We will be going live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter uh, to break down the matches it won't be uh, a full size show. It'll be, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes, depending on how exciting the game was, just kind of breaking that down, giving us, uh, giving you guys instant reactions to it. Um, and then, and then we'll be back of course on Tuesdays with, with the full blown show still. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so we'll do something for the home games as well. We do have the, the ability to record down at the stadium, which we did a few times last year. Uh, we're going to be more consistent with that uh, going forward. We've got, uh dongles and cords and all things that we need so that jacob can call in while he is away at uh, the police academy um so we will be able to get jacob's uh calls we'll be able to get earl if he's not in town as well and uh for those of you guys who do have our numbers you can pop on and, and talk with us as well if you so wish so we are changing a few things this season we're looking forward to it going to be a little bit more content from us so it's uh it's going to be a fun year um i mean Let's just get right into it. Um, normally, I'd have a burning question, but we've got a lot. To, we do have a lot to get to the, tonight. Um, I do want to start with the New Mexico runners. The runners had a doubleheader over the weekend, and unfortunately, they dropped both matches to extend their losing streak to eight matches. Um, after such a promising start, the season's kind of circled the drain a bit. They do have one home match remaining this coming weekend out of the Rio Rancho Event Center. Uh, playoffs are out of reach for the runners this year, unfortunately. And the news came down today. It was, I believe it might have been posted on Facebook yesterday uh, and Twitter. Uh, Nick Famoletta, assistant coach, is having uh, his second round of ACL reconstructive surgery. So uh, best wishes to Nick. Hopefully he goes well. Hopefully surgery goes well. He's able to recover and get back out there uh, before too long. So, um, yeah, I, I got to say, you know, it's been a bit of a disappointing, disappointing season for the runners in terms of results. Um I mean, the team looked great really early on in the season, and you kind of injury bug bit, and uh, you know, dealing with that and, and and illness and 
and uh, just a lot of tough losses for the team this year. So uh, I know Andres will be looking forward to the looking forward to next season and getting things going again uh, next winter. So uh, we appreciate Andres and the runners for giving us the opportunity to come out and cover them this year and talk to Andres uh, and coach throughout the season. So uh, unfortunately we couldn't make it out as much as we would have liked this year, but we will continue our runners coverage, um, you know, going forward. So uh, again, one final match this Saturday out of the Rio Rancho event center, it was at five Oh five kickoff. So, Get out there, support the runners, uh, support the MASL and MASL two. There's a uh, there's a lot going on. You know, it's it's a fun league to watch, and uh, everyone should be keeping an eye on that uh, for the future. So, you're muted. You're still muted. Okay, right there. Okay, right. Uh, had to cough and forgot to unmute. Um, you mentioned a disappointing season, obviously, especially after that start. Uh, I think there is is a bright spot. Um, I'm going to try not to butcher his name, uh, but Mershad Amandi Amadi uh, has has performed really well. Uh, I watch. I, I've, I haven't watched most of the games, uh, the ones that are streamed, but catch the highlights, especially on Twitter. Uh, and so I went to his stats just to see uh, see exactly how good of a year he has, and he put up 35 goals. Uh, through 11 matches that's mm-hmm. that's over three per match that is uh that's that's pretty darn good and he also added six assists uh there so he he has definitely been a bright spot there um hopefully uh next year we can uh you know build off of the strong start that we had or maybe we can get a, a couple more matches in the books here and and hopefully maybe try to build off something maybe get get one more win here and then build off of that for next year. But uh, I'm hoping maybe we can get Andres on for, for a little postseason uh, wrap up, see what his thoughts were, what kind of went wrong and, and what we can do to build off of it. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm half tempted to try to go to this game Saturday, but uh, yeah. probably not going to make it. So um, again, hopefully next year, I know, Living this far away is kind of kind of hard on it, but um, hopefully we we bounce back and we can get uh, Coach Steve and, and Andreas on the pod sometime uh, to talk about this season that was. Yeah, it'd be good to have him on. And Earl is uh, Earl gave me a call yesterday. He said he is working on something with Mershad, um, so we'll have an interview with him that we can uh, post up here. Hopefully later this week. Um, I don't know when exactly they're going to be taking. We're going to do that um so we will have something with Mershad here as well uh before too long so uh but yeah you mentioned Mershad had, Mershad had a tr- tremendous fan start the season um he's done he's really done well all season long uh, he's been probably one of the brightest spots for the rudders this year so um for sure you know really glad to to see him and I know he was excited to be back out there and be working with the guys um all season long so yeah, I mean, we'll get Andres on. We'll talk to hopefully talk to Coach Steve here in the off season, and uh, you know, see what the plans are going forward. And and uh, you know, like you said, talk to them about uh, about the season and looking back, and you know, uh, talk about some of the highlights that they had throughout the year. Yeah, Sorry. I'm trying to look up. I really like to get uh, where Marshad ranks in the league um but the website's a little funny so i'm i'm trying to get there yeah yeah the the masl2 website is not the greatest so i will skip that maybe i'll have that stat for you next week after the season's over i'll find it before the the match I'm actually trying to do my job uh of prepping a little bit better but uh but yeah, so um, good luck to the runners in the last match on Saturday, and and hopefully uh, we can turn it around and and have a good year next year. And and uh, I'd be curious to see. I don't have attendance numbers, but I'm hoping that people are still tuning, showing up, and having a good time there. Yeah, even if in a in a down year. Yeah, every time I've been out, the attendance has always has always been you know pretty solid. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not going to draw the numbers that you would you know being 
you know, next to United or some of the other teams, but um, no, I mean, there's usually, there's usually a few hundred folks in attendance at uh, the, each match that I've been at. I don't know what their season high is. I'd like to talk to Andres and, and, and uh, see what that number, see what those numbers are like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see, you know, given the fact that they play out at the event center and where it is in relation to, you know, Albuquerque proper. So, right. um, cause it is a bit of a drive, um, but it's absolutely worth it. And, you know, the gladiator season is about to kick off as well. So, right. um, uh, the event center is going to continue to be busy throughout the year. Uh, so if you haven't seen the runners or haven't seen the gladiators, get out there and watch the gladiators play too, man. Like that's a lot of fun as well. While we're, while we're talking about, uh, other professional, semi-professional sports teams, I believe the ice wolves, ice wolves are still going on. Uh, yes, right now too, and they play over at, at at Outpost over there on Tramway. So get out and and support them too. Yeah, that's a bit of a drive as well. Um, but yeah, they've got. Let's see, that. I know they have two games next weekend. Uh, they've got two over the seventh and eighth, and then two over the fourteenth and fifteenth of April. And I believe that will be it for their season as well. Yeah. So, yeah, support local sports, man. I mean, the Ice Wolves, the Runners, the you know New Mexico United. Uh, Albuquerque FC, if they come back, you know, the Mexico United Women's Club, uh, you know, whenever that comes out, yeah, just get out, support them, you know, su- support the local clubs, and uh, it really does make a huge difference. Like, if you watch, you know, what Andres and, and the ownership of the runners do, they spend a lot of time, uh, you know, working in and around the community and working with uh, different folks uh, and setting up, you know, uh, charity nights and, and community nights and things like that. So, uh, really excited to see you know the growth of these teams uh in around the metro area when do the nm mics play next i ignore robert when he doesn't make sense so <laughs> all like, right said jacob is tackleberry and i don't i don't know what that is either so yeah i just ignored him i'm okay. pretty good at ignoring robert <laughs> all right so we're, we'll move right along to new mexico united obviously new mexico united opens their season this coming weekend with a match against the miami fc on saturday evening uh before we get to that though we do have two brand new signings for new mexico united the first came a few days ago in the uh form of defensive midfielder uh michael Wiparlo, uh out of the he's a polish american midfielder uh came out of the uh extra extra classa poland's first division i've been i've been working on that i'm sure you have <laughs> i've been working on that um we don't really know a whole lot about him there's not a lot out there in places such as transfer market or soccer way things like that but he's a guy who made his uh who made his debut with the first team coming out of their academy in poland's top division um getting 24 23 24 minutes here in his initial season uh, he is listed as a defensive midfielder. So we've been talking about, you know, uh, a little bit of help on the defensive side of things. I think this is one of those, he's one of those guys that can help. I guess he has been, um, he has been playing in the preseason. This is a straight transfer from the club. No, obviously no word on uh, how much in terms of a transfer fee, uh, but excited to have Michael in the club. Um, I know you and I both tried to look this guy up and yeah, we I- anything more than I could. No, not really. I mean, he's a uh, he's he's a young guy. He's nineteen. I don't know if you mentioned his age or not. A uh, six uh, three defensive midfielder. Transfer market has him as also a center back, but mm-hmm. it's transfer market. So, who really knows? Especially with somebody with this uh, limited of uh, um, of info available out there, I don't think uh, transfer market really does a decent a good job of of tracking everything there. So, um, he's he's. Uh, uh, American and Poland, uh, Polish. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? See, this is when the sickness is like, you don't think it's going to matter. And then it sneaks up on you and it's like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah that word that you know is <laughs> yeah. not going to be there. I was trying to think of a permission slip earlier and took forever for me to get there. But anyways, um, <laughs> I he played a little bit uh, in the preseason match that I was there, <clears throat> admittedly. I'm not very good at watching defensive midfielders and how good they play, uh, especially from field level. Uh, they kind of just, just get lost there. But uh, from everything that I've heard, he's he's been really good uh, this preseason and has impressed uh, several people around the club. And that's obviously apparent when they go out and, and get a 
get a trunk contract done for him and a transfer done for him. And he he's now on the first team, which uh, adds to the defensive midfield help that we kind of had talked about uh, was a little thin. Um, and then in the other position that we've talked about being a little thin, uh, center back, um, Kyle Colonna, uh, four year man, five year, four or five year man from uh, San Diego State, uh, comes in at center back. He is also 6'3 ish. He, I will tell you, he impressed the heck out of me in the preseason match that I was able to attend. And, um, and basically from that moment on, I kind of knew he was going to um, be signed with how thin we are back there at center back. Uh, he was a co-captain uh, the last two years there at San Diego State and just comes on and, and looks like he's going to be a solid presence, a uh, younger guy. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to to see what he can do uh, with this team and in this league. And I, I think he's going to end up getting minutes because of how thin we are there at center back. Yeah, I, he's the guy that uh, I looked him up before the before the season uh, when we first saw him announced on right. one of the preseason rosters. Yeah. Impressive career at San Diego State. Um, and I'm going to pull those up here real quick before I do that. Uh, Subliminal man, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, Kyle, he's uh, he had a quite a career uh, for San Diego State. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing what he can do. He's looked impressive so far. Um, and you know he again he brings height something that we desperately needed yep. uh, between him between Timothy Zali, I mean we got some even, height now. Even Waipalo with is six three as well. So there's mm-hmm. there's definitely some height there. Colona, uh, so so Zali and Waipalo both seem to be very slight uh, as far as their frame is concerned. They're, so they're string beans. Colona um, uh, definitely has a little more size to him um a little more strength it looks like and so I, I think he'll be able to compete in this league pretty much from the jump and, and i'm really looking forward to that real quick before you mention the 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 stats from him mm-hmm. um robert said the lights have similar jerseys as united and uh, i'm sorry but i don't see that at all my friend so uh keep smoking what you're smoking over there in san antonio and um leave the jokes to harry uh or earl um, and that, that'd be nice. At least we can say this for, for Vegas and their, and their kits. Um, they're not Rochester's. I actually really like Vegas's kits. Yeah. Uh, I think they're pretty sick. Uh, their video was a little lacking, but I understand budget and stuff like that. So it was kind of just like, oh, he, he, here's two of our players in front of the Bellagio fountain. Um, I think it was a Bellagio fountain. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you misspoke for just a second and meant the, uh, the Phoenix rising reveal kit. Oh no, that that was also bad. Uh, yeah. And and what's sad is that they obviously like put thought and time and a little bit of money into that, and it was still, uh, yeah, very bad. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't know what happened there. I actually kind of like Phoenix's kits to an extent, um, but that wasn't I I didn't like go over the top there. Okay. <laughs> aesthetically <laughs> looking at them aside from the Carvana logo. Cause I hate the Carvana logo on those kits. That's the only thing about soccer kits is man, you can have the nicest design, mm-hmm. but if you have a terrible looking front of kit sponsor, uh, I do not like it. Like, like Tampa Bay. Yeah. I like Tampa Bay's kits, but then the sponsor is just big block letters that says decks on it. And, uh, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's the kits are very hit or miss. And obviously we, we see some bad kits every year. We see some great kits every year. And there have been some really good ones this year. But yeah, I just you know I, I think we can and I think we're a little bit biased, you know, towards ours. Um did you go to did you make it to the Black and Yellow Bash the other night? Well, it's not it's the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth okay. I thought it was I thought it was the other night for some reason. No, um, no. The the black and yellow scrimmage was Saturday. Was Saturday, yeah. Um but the black and yellow bash is on the twenty fifth. And as we, me, in fact, right before the pod, me and Allie were talking about it. Earl, Earl's in the chat. Yeah. Um, uh, me and Allie were talking about it, and it, we we are going to try to go. I'm off that day, um, so we are going to try to go, but uh, we'll have to see see what exactly or what what transpires from there and, and go from there. But I, I do want to try to make it. Worst kit ever, uh, in your opinion, Earl wants for to USL. Know. 
He just has I'm worst gonna, kid I'm, ever. I'm going to go USL and we'll keep it USL specific. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Liverpool. Oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, damn. Putting us on the spot, Earl. I know that there was some some really bad ones out there a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm drawing like some of the Vegas kits, not last year's. Last year's Vegas kits were nice. But the year before I did not like them. I'll have to, we'll research. Oh, who was that had the black on black? Was that San Antonio that had the San black Antonio, on black? Yeah. That San was the, had the black Look, on black. I, I I have a lot of love for the San Antonio kits. I, I think they usually do a great job with them. But like those black on black were terrible. I I have a hard time because the uh quick side tangent um i was in town saturday for the state basketball championship uh for 1a um where the fort sumner foxes uh beat magdalena ending magdalena's 46 game winning streak um and but they played in black jerseys and i think the man the boys has white letter or white numbers mm-hmm. but the girls a couple days earlier i was watching on on uh on streaming i was streaming it and they had black letters with just an orange outline, and it was it was rough. It was it was it was real bad. So so yeah, that's not a good look, especially if you're an announcer, an announcer trying to figure out who the hell, what the hell is going on. It just yeah. it's it's rough. So um, those were pretty bad. I didn't mind the look of them, except for the fact that you couldn't read the letters from any kind of distance away. Uh, but I'll, I'll definitely look. This. I'm I'm a kit uh, connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Or I, I love looking at kits, so so I'll have to look that up and and come back with a a solid answer. Maybe I'll do a little video on it and and go from there. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things. Like if you, if you mess up on your kits, like you got to deal with that for an entire season. Yeah, you know. Well, they didn't. I, they fixed it. They changed it after the first match because yeah, everybody complained about it. Yeah, it's just it, it's. Yeah, it's uh, bad kits are just bad. Like, but yeah, when you've got an issue like where you know, it's impossible to to read the, the the numbers, players, if you've got a bad kit, you've got a bad logo design, whatever. I mean, there's some things that just don't fly at all. But um, yeah, looking at all the kits, and there's a, there's some really great websites out there if you pick, if you want to pick up some uh, some off the wall kits or from or for kits from other leagues. Um, there's some really great websites out there um, to do that. Real quick, uh, I, I I had forgot to put the um, black and yellow scrimmage in the rundown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did I didn't watch it. Obviously, I didn't make it out there. Uh, Some little man says that it was super windy. Which uh, Saturday was miserable. Yeah, we we know uh, both. You know, we've, we've we've had some crazy wind uh, lately, but Saturday was pretty bad. Um, it was obviously just. United players versus United players was split up. Um, I think they kind of tried to do it a little bit evenly, but then if you look at the teams, I mean, it's, it was pretty stacked for yellow. Yeah. Um, Tambacas, Yearwood, Hamilton, Moreno, Moir, Weehan, Seymour, Hurst, Colonna, Swartz, and Portillo. Uh, and they came out with a 3 1 win. You had a Hurst by uh, a brace by Hurst. Um, and then I believe Moreno added the third. Um, and so, uh, not a lot we're going to take away from that. It was kind of more of a, a fun thing there, but it does yes. gear us up for this week. Um, like Earl or like Seth said earlier, going up against the Miami FC. Yeah, the Miami FC is coming off. It's, it's an opening draw against FC Tulsa uh, at the weekend. Um, Shout out to Rashid Tete, who did make his first appearance for Tulsa uh, just days after being announced as signing with Tulsa, much to the dismay of. I think every member of this podcast and most members of uh, New Mexico United fans um, just, just very sad, but he did, he did come on in the 85th minute or something like that and got some run with him. And so shout out to him. I'm going to miss him. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, I mean, obviously not a lot of time for him. I think he can be a difference maker for Tulsa, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, you got to give him time. You got to give him the time to get in there and, uh, and really show what he can do. Um, yeah, I mean, did you watch this match at all on Saturday? You know, I, I didn't, like I said, I was, I was at the, the pit for that, uh, championship game. And then I drove home, um, 
after the game, so I didn't get home till almost midnight. Um, I, I hadn't had a chance to look. It, it seemed like uh, it was a pretty even match, and and uh, I, I I do try to plan on going back and rewatching it between now and and when we play them to kind of look. I mean, I recognize some names from the Miami roster, um, but not not exactly sure what to expect from them. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Miami's got, you know, I, I like uh, Robert here in the chat said, Miami FC has talent, but no fans. Um, agree on both parts. Uh, I mean, they really do. You look at the, the roster that they've got, they've got some guys that I feel like can be dangerous, but I really didn't. And what I saw this match on Saturday, I really didn't see a lot. There really wasn't anything there that, um, that like caught my eye. Obviously they have Repetto. Repetto is a guy that I think could be a difference maker for them. Um, but it's just, I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I get... Looking at their roster to me, Repetto is like a nice additional piece. But when you have Kyle Murphy and Christian Sorto, who we saw Christian um, several times when he played for RGV, uh, not last year, but the year before. Uh, he was there one of the years that we played RGV like 30 times. So we saw a lot of him. We know kind of what he can do. But then Kyle Murphy is a guy that joined them last year, had a decent season, 10 goals and 33 appearances, but came off of a 20-goal season with Memphis the year before. And so we know he's got some talent and can definitely put the ball in the back of the net. And so, like you said, they they definitely have some offensive pieces that – that seem like they should be able to generate some. And I, I wanted to look it up uh, game flow on Twitter, who I referenced quite a bit. I know it's not the be all end all uh, of stats, but um, they did have, have uh, Miami definitely outpacing Tulsa in the XG category. Um, and I think that is that you, you said you watched it. Is that, is Bits that and pieces. To, oh, okay. You yeah. I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing. So it'll be interesting. I definitely am curious. Uh, I know the guys over at the USL show uh, had that on their prediction, uh, picked that game for their pick em contest thing that they do. And uh, I know four of the six or four of the seven had Miami, two of them had us, and then one had a draw. So um, I know they impressed. I, I believe Morrissey even had them jump up in, in his power rankings a little bit, even though it was a draw. Um, so I think they definitely impressed some people that watched that game. Um, but we'll have to see. I think, I think they're kind of right there in the East, like in the same boat as we are in the West. So it should be a pretty, pretty fun match, pretty even match. Uh, the fact that we're having to go to the East coast obviously is, uh, uh, a challenging way to start the season, but, um, having been able to sit at home, rest another week, get another week to prepare, watch Miami, get some film on Miami. Um, I think that'll bode well for us. And, and, uh, I'm excited to, obviously excited to watch the season opener, but I think Miami will be a good test for us to begin the year and, and kind of see where we're at and, and what we need to improve on and if we can come out swinging. Yeah. I think this is going to be a, a really good first uh, weekend matchup for us. Um, I, again, it'll, it'll be interesting to see because we haven't seen like really seen like the a squad. I don't think uh, like a full a squad. Yeah. For us. Um, I, I, think I think we, I think we've been close. I don't think it, I think we've seen exactly what he might throw out on Saturday. Um, but I yeah, think, I think team yellow from this past weekend is, is pretty, is, close. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think Kelowna probably uh, starts off on the bench, but other than that, it's like, okay, well we've got, uh, you know, most of the starters on that team. Um, and so, and actually who knows? I mean, with, with our depth or lack thereof at, at center back, maybe Kelowna is going to step in and start week one for us and have seen more in defensive mid or something. Who knows? But I'm very excited to see, you know, from a non like leaving Miami out of the equation, just seeing who we start, um, what kind of ro- squad rotation we have. We've talked about Prince's uh, uh, substitution patterns uh, last year, obviously see what we got going on there. Um, and then see like formation and tactic wise, kind of what we, 
decided to do to start the game or to start the season. And if we adjust from there, I, I fully expect a four at the back system to start, but um, we'll have to see if, if that's actually what it is or if we switch it up and, and go with a three at the back or, or even a five at the back. We'll just have to see. Yeah. I think Saturday is going to be, man, it's, it's going to be a lot about us for me in terms of what I'm watching and what I want to see compared to watching, you know, Miami. Um, So like, I I want to see, I want to see, I want to see if Alex makes the 18 on Saturday. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. I, I will bet a substantial amount of money that he does. I, I don't think he starts, but I bet he's in the 18. I think so. I mean, it's, I really want to see what we can do because really we haven't played like an A side in right. any of these preseason matches. We played, you know, again, I know everyone's looking at talent, you know, uh, evaluating who they have and what they're going to do with their, with their rosters. And, and uh, I think the closest that we, we saw was the Colorado Springs match. Yeah. And that ended nil nil. Um, but that's all preseason. Uh, I would love to draw some conclusions from the offense in the preseason. I would love to see that transfer over, but at the end of the day, it's preseason and, and you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, so, so I'm excited to see if we can build on that offensive performance that we had this preseason, the Colorado game, notwithstanding, um, and go from there. But it, like you said, it's definitely, I'm definitely going to be watching what we do, how we, how we try to attack Miami. And it, this game for me, isn't so much of a, uh, let's look at Miami and see, what we need to do to beat them. It's just, let's see what we start the season doing and go from there. Yeah, exactly. Um, with even, you know, with the limited time that we've seen the, the guys out there, the limited, limited opportunities that we've had to even get out to even the preseason matches, like there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that I want to see. I want to see, uh, I want to see us against an A side. I want to see what we do, you know, for uh, when these guys are, you know, going a full 60, 70, you know, 90 minutes. Um, cause I know that they've been pretty liberal with their, with their subs, um, right. throughout the preseason. So, uh, there's always going to be those questions going into the season and figuring out who can give you the most minutes, who's going to, uh, who's going to be able to go, you know, those, those extra minutes, especially here, you know, early season to give you time or, you know, where, how to use those subs. So you keep people fresh throughout the season. There's so many questions. There's so many things that I want to see. I want to see Hurst up top. I want to see, um, how well we deliver the ball. I want to see how well we work in transition, getting that ball out of the back. Um, I think we're going to be in a back four. That's what I think, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what Zach is going to do uh, with this, I'm, with this side. I'm real curious. because I mean, we've seen the offense uh, perform fairly well in the preseason. Um, obviously I said that doesn't necessarily translate, but, but one thing we haven't been able to watch is the defense and and how well they perform and, And uh, I'm very interested to see how we can contain guys like Repetto and guys like Murphy and Sorto and, and whoever else they throw out there. I didn't looking at their roster. I don't recognize a whole lot of the midfield names Uh, and the back line. It's really just Paco Craig. Who's uh, been there. This is going to be his third season. I believe he's one of their captains. Um, And so the back line, I think could be vulnerable um, with, with our attacking talent. And so I mean, I'm just I'm looking forward to it for sure. And and the fact that it's at five o'clock, so I don't have to wait till you know eight thirty when we play these West Coast teams. That's nice. I'll be able to watch it. We'll finish about seven. We'll hop on here about seven thirty or shortly after that because uh, I do put the kids to bed about that time. So we'll have to see uh, exactly when I can get over here. But uh, I'm thinking thirty minutes is is going to be good, and we can hop on. Hopefully, we're talking about three points uh, and, and a clean sheet would be nice. And uh, and then go on to match week two. Yeah, it's uh, you know starting the season with a result on the road is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with it being you know almost a month until we're home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got to get some momentum going early. Got to see you know, yeah, I definitely want to see what these guys can do. I want to see how well we handle you know this extended road trip to start the season. Um, cause I mean, really we've got three games and then we come back and we've got, uh, let me double check my, my calendar here, but I want to say it's three games and then we have open cup and then we have, uh, our first home game. So yeah, we got one, two, 
We do have a week off next week, though. I apologize. Yeah, we do have next week off. So three uh, three road games. Then we're back for the Open Cup. And another one on the road. No, I'm sorry. Two. I'm sorry. Two away games. Home for the Open Cup. Another home game. Another game away before we get our home home uh, championship season opener. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know what we're going to see in that Open Cup match since we're either playing you know, Northern Colorado or you know, UDSA. So, uh, Rachel, appreciate you being in the chat. I hope you are doing well. Um, you're right. We, we have done well on the road historically. Um, I think that's a great, a great point to bring up. Um, I, I will say the only thing about that is that if you look at our road record, it is somewhat like our overall road record. It is somewhat skewed by 2020. Uh, when we were on the road every match, and that was probably our best year mm-hmm. statistically. Um, last year was that was really kind of not the case. I mean, it was we did okay, but uh, it wasn't um, wasn't necessarily lights out. Uh, there was really no pun intended there. I don't know why I uh, said it that way. We were we were uh, we were seven three and seven on the road, so. That's actually better than I was expecting. So, so yeah, Rachel's Rachel's right. I'm wrong. Uh, that's how it usually goes. Uh, thanks, Rachel, for for correcting me there. But um, it it felt like uh, last year wasn't as good. But you know, seven wins on the road in a season uh, isn't isn't bad. I'll definitely take that. So, so hopefully, uh, like John says, we uh, get it started on the right foot. Uh, also another soccer pun in there. I don't think he meant to do that, but I, I like it anyways. <laughs> and uh and I and I'm really just it's been like the off seasons aren't that long and they seem to go by fast. But then week one comes around and I'm like, oh man, it's been so long, I can't wait. Even though it doesn't feel because the holidays are all through the off season, so holidays go by like that, and then preseason's here right before you know it after the holidays, and so but to finally see a game that counts that, that, you know, if we get three points, like Zach said in the preseason match that, that we played, uh, David mentioned how we hadn't lost and, uh, in the preseason and if it really mattered. And of course, uh, coach had the coach answer of no, doesn't mm-hmm. matter at all. Now, if they counted towards three points or for three points and they'd matter and this one does. So this one, um, is an important one. And, and, uh, I think if we want to have a strong season, especially opening on the road for these first three, um, as far as USL is championship is concerned, it's, it's important to get at least a point out of this match. Yeah, no, I know. I don't disagree with you. Um, strong start is something that uh, we've typically done, you know, in our history, we've always, you know, had a, a decent start to our seasons. Um, but yeah, I mean this, yeah, this stretch here is going to be real important. Um I'm honestly like I I know, I know Open Cup is there. I'm not expecting a whole lot. I'm really like you know I'll be there obviously, and I'll obviously you'll know, be rooting for United, covering the club, covering right. that match. But like it's these first three away matches. That's what I care about more than anything. Because yeah. um, I'm not even like I said, I'm not even really thinking about that Open Cup match. Like I think we're deep enough that we could definitely uh, have some solid squad rotation, still take care of business in the Open Cup, and, and then put our A squads out for for the Saturday matches uh, in the USL championship. And, and honestly, I loved our open cup run in 2019. Um, I think this year people will be disappointed if we don't perform in the USL championship. So even if that first match we play Northern Colorado and they squeak one by us, which I think Northern Colorado is perfectly capable of doing mm-hmm. uh, in the right circumstances. Um, if that's who we end up playing, and I think that uh, if that were to happen, um, I would be bummed, obviously, because you don't want to lose. I don't want to lose ever. But uh, at the same time, I think in the long run, it could have uh, some beneficial side effects uh, when it comes to the to the actual championship season. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to look forward to. Um, do you want to go do it? Uh, do you want to do our predictions now or do you want to wait until the end of the show? Yeah, let's do them now. Do them now. All right. So, working on the brain. New Mexico United match day one, week two of the USL Championship season. New Mexico United and FC, the Miami FC. I do apologize. Not really. Uh, 
Um, looking at this match, I mean, Jacob, who do you have in this one? What's your what's your prediction on the score? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn over a new leaf, Seth. Okay, I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. Last year, you were fairly down uh, on a lot of things. Oh no, I always predicted us to win. Uh, most <laughs> of the time, I predicted us for nothing. Okay, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip over a, a pessimistic leaf. Just oh, a little bit. okay, just a little bit, and I'm gonna go two two. Two, um, two. I, I think the offense continues to be uh, strong, um, and we get a good performance out of out of Hurst and Santi and and the rest of the front line there. But uh, we we give up a couple goals, and and I'm hoping that I don't think it's going to be like a, we have a two one lead and we give it up late. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the opposite, uh, or it might be like two two halfway through the second, and and it, both teams just kind of hang on and play it out and look for the draw. So so I'm going to go two two. Um, and, and hope that I'm wrong in the positive sense. I could see that happening. I could see a two-two draw. Yeah. Um, but here's why you're wrong. I feel like we have created a almost a, a four-headed monster in the attacking half of the field. Is that a shot at me? <laughs> We're stooping that low. <laughs> not low, Seth. Uh, I thought, I'm not saying stooping. I mean, you're a little bit taller than I am. That's so, <laughs> I, mean, um, I think my forehead's taller than you, to be fair. So, it, it just might be, you know. Um, Earl's not here, so we can make the forehead jokes tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you, uh, typically, you can make them when he's here. I could. But, he just yeah. can't make them. Well, honestly, he doesn't get the emails anyway, so I don't know why he's still. <laughs> a part of the whole <laughs> no forehead joke thing, but hopefully he's, he's passed out by now. Cause he hasn't been in the chat for a while. Yeah, he has not been. Um, no, I mean, I look at guys like, you know, I see Hurst, I see Santi, I see, you know, bees. Amando has been doing well. Brucey's been, been putting them in from all over the pitch. Like, you know, Alex has been scoring. We've got a lot of guys who are putting goals on the board already. Um, and we've got, you know, we, we've got a, a solid defense. I, I think we do. I think, and again, I want to see Kalen. I want he, Kalen, someone that I'm going to be watching on Saturday because I want to see if he's got if he's finally you know back to 100 percent after the injury from last season. Um, I, I want to see you know how Santi and Greg work up top with the other guys around. I mean, obviously Santi has a history of playing with a lot of, with a number of these guys, so there's going to be some chemistry there. I don't think there's necessarily going to be. I don't think there's necessarily going to need to be a whole lot of gelling to happen early, which is something we talked about a lot last year. So with the number of guys that we have that can put the ball in, we seem solid defensively. We've got, you know, some, some height, we've got some talent. Um, I could see this one going two nil United. Two nil United. Yeah. John over chat one, one draw Alex player of the game. Okay. I like how he threw the player of the game in there. So I'm going to ask you uh, with a two, two, nothing victory prediction over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, who scores and who's the player of the match in your act? All right. Who scores three night on Saturday? Um, I'm going to say Hursty gets one. I think he gets the season opener for us. And I think uh, Wagner, if he's, if he's in the 18, I think he comes on. I think he gets a, he gets a late goal. So to get it to open his account. So I, I think that's what happens there. And my man of the match is Alex. I think Alex is going to, you know, he's going to make some saves. Um, you know, because, I mean, you know, no club is going to completely eliminate the, the, the attempts on goal, you know. Um, but I think Alex is going to, Alex has, has always had good vision of the field. I think he makes fantastic reads. Um, and I think he does have a, a standout game tomorrow, uh, or this weekend, I should say, getting the clean sheet in the season opener. Nice. Now, obviously, with a 2-2 draw, prediction uh alex is not going to be my player of the match um i don't think he's going to have a bad game necessarily i think he's just going to get beat um i will actually look at hurst uh i like the hurst shout i think uh i could see hurst getting two goals um and and a brace to to start the season he scored in his season debut last season for phoenix Uh, i think he's just a, a big time player and i think he uh he gets both goals and the man of the match for me uh, John says we hand free kick is what our goal is. Uh, in That's not career. a bad shout. So yeah, uh, I think I think we're all uh, me and John, anyways, are a little uh, little cautious, and and you're throwing caution to the wind, thinking a two nil win for us on the road at the Miami FC. Um, 
which as we mentioned is our first game of the season and it had not however was not the first game uh of the usl season it's not going to be week it's week two of the usl pre or season to be exact and so we had a a almost full slate of games we had us and colorado springs uh not playing this week uh colorado springs opens their season wednesday against el paso mm-hmm. um and keep an eye on so, that one and so we you know we're obviously not gonna we're not a usl championship podcast per se uh, so we're not going to touch on every single one of these matches um mainly because we have lives and and bedtimes and and families and and uh also we can't just watch every match but uh, i was able to catch uh some matches here and there uh, i'm sure you did as well and then just looking at results you can kind of be like holy cow this happened uh so what were some some surprises for you uh from this last week in a positive sense um the first one that stood out to me is the hartford monterey bay match mm-hmm. i mean this went from zero to 60 in a hurry uh you know monterey's opened up the scoring real early on and then uh you know it seemed to settle in for a while and then there were four uh three goals within about a six minute period um and that match just exploded into an offensive uh you know firestorm um Newcomer, newcomer Alex Dixon for Monterey Bay gets a hat trick mm-hmm. there. Uh, that could be uh, both a positive surprise and a negative surprise or a disappointment for me there because I had high hopes for Hartford uh, coming into this season. And that's not to say they're going to fail just because of this one match, but they definitely did not look pretty, especially defensively going up against the Monterey Bay side that I think we were both somewhat high on. I think we both had them in the playoffs um, mm-hmm. last week when we did our, our prediction show for the whole USL, but I didn't expect five goals to to start the season from them going up against, like I said, what I thought was going to be a decent Hartford side. So definitely a surprise there. Yeah, it, it was indeed. Um, you know, I mean, Hartford brought in some guys, Elvis Amo, Hoppenot, uh, you know, they look primed to, you know, to really start the season strong. And I mean, I, you can't be too upset about three goal performance, but when you surrender five, like, you know, that's, that's where you kind of look at, you know, what happened, with with Hartford defensively on Saturday and and uh and I, that I Monterey believe, Bay attack was just deadly. Yeah, and I believe one of those were were a penalty, mm-hmm. um a legit penalty in my eyes, so definitely the defense was at fault there. So so four goals from the run of play and then giving up a PK just I mean that's they're going to have some some work to do there. Now going to Monterey Bay, you know, they're an East Coast team traveling all the way to the West. They're playing a game, you know, at you know, kickoff uh, eight thirty here, so ten thirty according to their you know their bodies um, being from the east coast. So that that could have something to do with it. I'll, I'll be excited to see what they look like uh, coming up in in match week two. You know, going up against somebody. Uh, I, let me. I had it here and then I lost it. But um, where are they? Where are they? So actually, they come back west again. Uh, not quite as far, but they they face Colorado Springs on the weekend. Um, and so that'll be that'll be another interesting test, and and we'll have to see how they bounce back from that. Yeah, you know, obviously we have Monterey in week three, so yeah, or actually our third match. So, um, Monterey, yeah, Monterey's been Monterey's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, and, and they travel to to no, no no sorry they host Louisville um, next week, and and that'll be the second cross country trip for Louisville to start the season. So we'll have to see uh, how they react to that um after going and, and beating orange county last last week yeah my surprise uh if, if unless you got something else there because because this i thought might be the surprise for everybody was uh Loudon coming in and getting a 3-1 win over memphis in memphis um you know a Loudon team that many projected to be you know at or near the bottom of the eastern conference and competing for the wooden spoon um which again still might happen. It's early. I think uh, Harry had him a little bit higher. I I didn't have him last either. Yeah. I had I had them second class. I think I had Detroit City last, um, in the East. But uh, they come in, they impress with a three-one win, uh, over Memphis. Which I'm I'm I will say I don't think anybody really saw that coming. And uh, I didn't get to watch any of it. I watched a little bit of highlights. I know Loudon started off strong. Um, you know had a one goal lead at halftime. We did get a red card uh, from a Memphis player while they were down a goal. 
and then Loudon was able to tack on um, a, a third uh, in stoppage time in the second half to make it look a little more impressive at the, as the final stat line. But but they came in, they handled uh, a Memphis team that was second in the East last year, and and I, and I think started off on the right foot. And, and you know, was it two seasons ago we had uh, uh, Adam from formerly Too Loud Adams on one of the mm-hmm. we had one of the Adams from Too Loud Adams on. And, um, you know, he was pretty bummed because they hadn't been doing very well, but, you know, we, we have, uh, um, a good start for him. And so we'll, we'll have to see if Loudon can build off that, but that was definitely my, my surprise. And with these surprises, like I said earlier, you know, the flip side of them, you can always talk about a disappointment on the other side and Memphis definitely could be, uh, a disappointment there as far as, um, you know, starting off the season with with what should have been a win, or at least close to it, and and not getting there. Yeah, uh, definitely some talking points there. Loudon's going to be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, we talked about it last week. Like I said, I think Harry had them a little bit higher um, than we did, and so I mean, maybe it's a sign of things to come for Loudon. Maybe it's a sign, you know, uh, like I said, a letdown for Memphis. Um, but I mean, it's still we're match week one. Mm-hmm. And there's a long, long way to go uh in the usl championship season looking ahead to week two outside of the united match is there anyone is there a match that stands out to you that you're gonna want to sit down and watch or maybe you uh you know watch on sunday afternoon uh after spurs lose uh who i'm just kidding (laughs) um (laughs) yeah let me i i hadn't looked too closely at uh, match week two. I know there were a couple. Obviously, we mentioned El Paso, Colorado, mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday. Uh, we mentioned that Colorado Springs Hartford match uh, coming up. Uh, Sunday has a a match that I I don't care for really either team, uh, but their matches are typically pretty fun, and that's Loyal versus um, Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loyal will be hosting that, coming off a one 0 win over. Detroit city while Phoenix is coming off a one, one draw against Charleston, but in a match that Phoenix offensively, you know, we think of Phoenix always has been this offensive juggernaut and they, they were not that they were anything but that, uh, in Charleston over the weekend. So, um, that'll be a fun one, especially if like I root against Phoenix, but we're also competing against San Diego, I think a little more closely than we are Phoenix in my eyes anyways, um, for one of those top spots in the West. So a draw here wouldn't hurt my feelings, but I'm definitely going to watch that. Uh, and then we talked about Loudon starting off hot. Um, they will travel or no, they will host San Antonio FC, uh, who San Antonio is coming off a three, one win in their own right. Um, although two probably of the flukiest goals, well, one of the flukiest, the flukiest goal you'll ever see in your life. And then another one that probably can't count on a center back making his debut scoring. Um, actually, he might not be making his debut. I'm sure I'm sure uh, the San Antonio fans will will hop in the chat here if they're still around and correct me. But but uh, two kind of fluky goals. And and so while it is an impressive win over an Oakland team, uh, that's always kind of competing for the playoffs. Uh, it'll be nice to see what they can do going to Loudon after Loudon has some momentum of their own coming off of a, a win, like we talked about earlier. The rest of them, you know, we you have you have Monterey Bay coming off a win against Lou City coming off a win. You have El Paso and Detroit City coming off of losses, both coming off one nil losses. Um, Tampa Bay travels to Orange County, Orange County while being at home kind of gets screwed these first two weeks, having loose city and then Tampa Bay come into their house. Uh, that's a little rough to start. Um, Sacramento going to Charleston, uh, Sacramento beat El Paso, uh, FEP, um, in week one, one, nothing off of, a, a Russell Cicerone goal. Um, their newcomer who came over from Pittsburgh. So I, I think week two actually has a ton of really interesting matchups. You got, Tulsa and Birmingham on Friday. Um, so just a, a real interesting week. And and uh, with me being off and not having any other plans on Saturday, it's definitely going to be a, a Saturday of of soccer, um, definitely more than last Saturday was. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it, it's 
it's shaping up to a really good week too. Um, you touched on a lot of different uh, matches that are coming up. I'm actually looking forward to Sunday night RGV Oakland. Um, I think I think Oakland is better than what they showed this past weekend, and I really want to see what RGV can do. Well, um, I don't think Oakland showed that. Like, yeah. they got beat by the flukiest of goals. Uh, otherwise, they're right there in it at the end. Um, and so I think I, I think they showed out pretty good. RGV had a one-one draw with Vegas on on Sunday of last week, um, and, and we know we know going to H. EB Park in the Rio Grande Valley in Edinburgh, 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 Edinburgh. Edinburgh, yeah. Edinburgh. Um, it is just a tough place to go. Um, so Oakland might might come out of this, you know, 0-2 uh, or maybe with a draw in there at least, but I, I still wouldn't count Oakland out from competing for a playoff spot, even if that's the case, because they kind of get, you know, going up against San Antonio in San Antonio to start and then having to travel to RGV. Um it isn't the best draw to start a season for them. So, so that, that is a, a good shout there. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to watch. I mean, there really is. There's a lot to watch, a lot going on. A lot of storylines are going to be developing here in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, Rachel, we do appreciate you hanging out with us tonight and uh, we will talk to you soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really just looking forward to, to Saturday in New Mexico United uh getting their season underway and uh i mean you know obviously that's going to be the number one match on our radars um every you know every single week you know united whenever they're up so it it is Um, nice though that it's at five like i mentioned earlier because then that leaves you you leaves you with uh your whole evening basically to watch uh the west coast games uh and even el paso detroit city starts two and a half hours later uh, you can flip over right at the end of ours and catch the end of the switchbacks Hartford match. So that'll be nice to be able to uh, to get our match out of the way. And then if if it's uh, if it doesn't go our way, I'll be able to watch other soccer and kind of get my mind off it. And if it does go our way, then I can watch other soccer, knowing that we have three points and not care about the results of the other matches as much. So um, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, and like you mentioned earlier, uh, after that match, uh, about 30 minutes after the final whistle, we will be coming on for a short little 20-30 uh, minute instant reaction pod slash video. Um, and then you can catch us uh, obviously on Tuesday with our our full full show. And we actually have a surprise for you uh, next Tuesday. We will have uh, Coach Zach Prince uh, joining us for at least the first little bit of that podcast on Tuesday night. So you won't want to miss that. And uh, so, yeah, guys, like we mentioned a ton of content this season, uh, we're going to have, you know, two, two podcasts a week, two, two live videos when we have the away matches. And uh, we're going to try to get you, you know, Zach coming on next week for sure. And then um, try to get you some players throughout the season. And, and uh, I'm really looking forward to what the season brings, both for United on the pitch and, and and off for the community, obviously, with as good as a job they do there, but also with, with what we can add to our uh, content list and, and what we can bring you. And uh, even though I'm going to be tied up for, for half the the season with uh, the police academy and, and going through that, uh, law enforcement academy, because I'm not going to be a cop, uh, kind of, it's complicated. Um, and so... Uh, but I still plan on on contributing, and, and I'll still be watching all the matches, obviously, and and going from there, and and hopefully I'll be writing a little bit more. In fact, I have a few articles that I have written um, that I just need to go over one more time, and then get them on the website, and send out links to those on our social media, and then uh, might be doing some videos about those uh, those articles as well. So definitely looking to do a lot more this year, and and. Uh, and this USL season already started off uh, pretty excitingly, except for there were, I believe, five one-one draws. Just, mm-hmm. just a, a ridiculous amount. I know when I checked the scores early on Saturday, it was three-one, the first match with Loudon and Memphis, and then there were like four one-one draws following that. And so, not a lot of scoring in the early slate there, but, uh, but still exciting. Uh, see how people look to start this season and and go from there. Yeah. It's definitely, I just, we can't say enough. Like uh, there were no scoreless matches week one. 
Right. So yeah, it, it's going to be a very, very interesting season. Uh, lots of content coming your way. So like stick with us. We're going to be bringing you guys as much as we possibly can um, this year, you know, written video. Uh, we're going to do live stuff at the stadium. Like, like, like Jacob said, we're going to have coach Zach Prince on with us next week um, live. So if you're be sure to pop in the chat, um, I can't guarantee we'll be able to get to all your questions and comments, but we'll do our best to try to get at least some of them in there to coach Zach. Um, hopefully talking about a win. Um, but yeah, just stick with us guys. It's going to be a long season. There's a lot, a lot to look forward to. So um, Jacob, unless you've got something else, I think it is time to get us out of here. I just wanted to touch just real quick on, um, you know, we, we are a, a United podcast. Obviously we talk USL, uh, every once in a while, we bring up uh, MLS, though. And, uh, you know, we got uh, CONCACAF Champions League going on right now. Uh, we saw Philadelphia advance. We saw Austin not advance, um, much to uh, Harry's delight over there. Um, but the regular season for MLS, it's it's a few weeks old now. How's Atlanta looking? Have you been following them? Hey! <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing well. Um come from behind win a couple weeks ago another convincing win the other day so yeah i know uh caleb wiley a uh, young young player yes. for guys came in and had a had a pretty impactful match um this last week with two goals and assist um which is always exciting yeah uh, he, really, he's looked really good really uh this was just to team me up talking about lafc for a minute <laughs> uh, yeah you know who you know I'm, who. I'm sorry who the team that you guys wish you were uh, is, um, is now sir, we have uh, more points than you do at this point. Yeah, because LAFC's played two matches. Yeah, and they've won four nothing and three nothing, <laughs> or three two and four nothing. So, um, and and they have a, a three nothing shellacking uh, in the Champions League on the road. So, so they're looking really good. Um, I'm I'm just excited for soccer uh, in general. So that's been nice to watch those games when I can. Um, so yeah, I I'm, just want to touch base there. I know uh, if Earl was on, he'd talk about Nashville. They're looking pretty strong too. They're not very fun to watch because of their style of play, but they are looking strong. Um, meanwhile, both of our teams are actually fun to watch and good. So yeah, they nice. are. <laughs> and uh, and and so yeah, I just just want to touch base there, and then uh, that's about it. So so we we've said it a few times. Uh, Rapids fan over in the chat, John. Uh, I'm sorry. I like the Rapids. I've always kind of liked them. I, I remember watching them, you know, years ago when when it was just the local broadcast that we could get uh, when I was up in Albuquerque and stuff. So I do root for them. Uh, they're not doing fantastic uh, at the moment, but hey, uh, we'll, we'll see if they can turn it around. But as I mentioned, as we've mentioned a couple times, uh, you don't have to wait till Tuesday to to hear us spew our our nonsense. Uh, you can. Catch us Saturday, 30 minutes after final whistle for an instant reaction show. And then, like we said, Tuesday, next Tuesday, 9 o'clock, uh, right here, it'll be the two of us, probably Earl and Zach Prince uh, for for at least the first 30 minutes or so of the pod. We'll be able to pick his brain on his thoughts of the Miami game. Uh, looking forward to uh, the couple a couple weeks from there, their match uh, against... Damn it. Um against whoever we play Oakland. Oakland. Um, and then, and then also his kind of outlook on the post or the preseason uh, off season moves and looking forward to, to the rest of the season. So be sure to catch that one. It's going to be a good one. We had him on at the beginning of the, so at the beginning of the season last year, uh, he gave us a ton of great stuff until Earl and some Earl man ruined it with forehead jokes. Um, but I will, I guarantee you if that happens this time, I will kick Earl off the stream. <laughs> I will block some Earl man in the chat and we will keep this, as football centric as we can. Uh, so you, you won't want to miss that. And, uh, and then again, be on the lookout for a couple articles uh, coming up this week. Hopefully uh, I think I can get all three of them out before the match on Saturday. And uh, until Saturday, uh, that's going to be weird getting used to saying um, until Saturday. Uh, Someone say news, guys. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 
an audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.